0: Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Living the Abundant Life with Rob and Sarah. I'm Rob. And I'm Sarah. And this week we're really excited because we are talking about a subject that I think all of us at one time or another have dealt with, and that's the subject of fear.
1: Right, absolutely. It comes in lots of different forms. For sure. Um, fear can you know, be anxiety, worry, dread, and you know, we want to address all of those things, because living the abundant life like Jesus intends for us to live has no fear has no part in that.
0: Right. And I think that's something that people oftentimes they forget, they think of fear as being just terror. right. But there are lots of things that like if you're worried about your job, right, if you're concerned about your kids, uh, overly concerned, I mean certainly you want to make sure you're taking care of your kids. <laughs> right. But to be overly concerned <laughs> right. about what's going to happen to them, uh, that's an, a type of fear. Right. And you don't have to live in that type of fear.
1: Right. And so we want to just share some um, scriptures and um, just do, you know, teach along these lines for a few weeks um, because we find that this is um, a way that the enemy gains entrance into your lives by fear, and we want to help you with that. We've seen in our life, um, with our marriage, with our family, with our children, that when we put these into practice, uh, we were able to um, raise them in a a faith environment rather than a fear environment. And it has made all the difference.
0: For sure. Well, if you'll pray, we are going to get into looking at the subject of overcoming all of our fears.
1: Lord, we just welcome you into this um, place right now. We just thank you that you're here teaching us. You're helping us to grow in your word. We thank you, Lord, that perfect love casts out all fear. And we just thank you, Lord, that you just reveal that to us today in a mighty way, that you touch the lives of the people watching, and just give us greater revelation of your word today. We give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. So uh, we're going to start today talking about the origin and the purpose of fear. And a, a scripture that we're going to use as our text comes from Psalm 34. And we'll read that to you today, but Psalm 34 is a psalm of David. And it's a psalm that uh, David, it's just after he's uh, he's left Abimelech and he's been delivered from uh, from the issues that he was having with Abimelech, if you know the story there. Uh, but I want to, there were some things in this passage of scripture that for me just kind of opened my eyes to see that things could be different. I, I uh, we'll talk about some of these things, but I dealt with a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear about, I had a medical issue at one time in my life that uh, they couldn't figure out what it was that was going on with me, but all I knew is that I had this problem with my with my eyes, my focus, and it seemed like my depth perception was off. And um, I was concerned about it so I went to the doctor and I, I still remember that doctor leaning in and, and guys if you ever had one of those moments where the doctor leans in he put his hand on my my leg and he said I'm not sure exactly what this is but he said it seems like to me it may be something neurological well That was enough to get me deeply concerned. Nobody wants to hear those
1: words, right?
0: Right. And so I was in a position then where I was dealing with a a huge fear, the fear of, uh, of the possibility of dying or having some type of debilitating illness. And I found that that's not the best time to start trying to build your faith. Uh, when you're having to overcome something like that. Certainly it's possible, but we want to help you prepare ahead of time before those things that often come up in our lives that, that would have a tendency, if we are not standing in faith and not trusting God to, to get us off course, things that will help you to do that. And this this psalm here in Psalm 34, if you want to read that for us.
1: Sure. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it's boast in the Lord the humble and the downtrodden will hear it and rejoice oh magnify the Lord with me and let us lift up his name together i sought the lord on the authority of his word and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears
0: all my fears was the thing that when i read this scripture that really stood out to me was that i sought the lord and he heard me which is good news in itself right. But also, not that he just heard me, but that he delivered me, the psalmist said, from not not some, yeah, not Mm -hmm. not just a few, all of my fears. And I don't know about you, but that sounds really good to me. I heard a guy on the radio one time say this. Uh, He said that a lot of men, he said most men are too macho to tell their sons that it's okay to be afraid. And uh, when I... When I heard the guy say that on the radio, the very first thought that I had was evidently you don't have to know everything to be on the radio. (laughs) Uh, Just because you're on the radio doesn't mean that you're the expert on something. Uh, The reason that I don't want or never wanted our kids to be afraid wasn't because I was too macho uh, for them to be afraid. It was I didn't like what fear did to me. Fear can control your actions. You do things differently because... You're dealing with fear, and I didn't want something to have that kind of control in my life.
1: Right. And, you know, as a parent, um, there's a lot of opportunity to worry over your children in this day and age. For sure. You know, there's all kinds of things that even we didn't have to deal with growing up, um, although we were, we're young. But... You know, there's things that we didn't even face or deal with that our children have to deal with. And so every day, all day long, there are opportunities to worry over your kids. And and the same, same as you heard on the radio, but I've heard a lot of women, a lot of grandmothers say, you know, I'll never quit worrying over my kids. And they kind of wear it like a badge of honor. But if we really realized that that's not helpful, (laughs) that worrying is really doing no good. In fact, it's in the negative. You know, it's faith in the negative. And so we don't want to put our faith in the negative. We want to put our faith in the Word of God over our children. Well, there's
0: scripture in 1 John 4, uh, verse 18, that says this. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Then it says this. It says, because fear has torment. Right. And that's the thing about it. Fear will torment us. It allows uh, the enemy to work in our lives. Satan works in our lives through fear in much the same way as God works in our lives through faith. Faith allows God to operate in our life at a greater degree than he can otherwise. Fear allows... Satan to work in our lives at a greater degree than what he could otherwise because it opens the door for us to believe in the negative. Um, So to start out today, we want to talk to you about where does fear come from? And there is a a Bible principle called the law of first mentions. If you go back and you find out where a subject was mentioned the first time Mm -hmm. in the Bible, that gives you... Uh, the understanding of uh, how that subject or how that that issue comes into play uh, within humanity, and so the origin of fear is found in the Book of Genesis, and, mm-hmm. and we want to look at that today. Uh, the first time that fear is ever mentioned is in the third chapter of Genesis, and so. I'll let you, if you want to read that out of the Amplified, Sarah's reading out of the Amplified version, Uh, Genesis 3, beginning with verse 1, we're going to read down to verse 10. So, if you're ready.
1: Sure. Now, the serpent was more crafty, subtle, and skilled in deceit than any living creature of the field, which the Lord God had made. And the serpent said to the woman, can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees of the garden, eat from the fruit of the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree, which is in the middle of the garden. God said, You shall not eat from it, nor touch it, otherwise you will die. But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die, for God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. That is, you'll have a greater awareness and you will be like God knowing the difference between good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delightful to look at and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of the two of them were open. Their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked, and they fasted fig leaves, fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself.
0: And it's interesting that in that last verse, so we see this whole issue of... Uh, where the serpent comes in and and tempts them to eat to to disobey God and and you read down through that passage you see that that Adam and Eve they walked in the they they walked with the Lord in the garden
1: right they had a relationship with him right you know, they they um, converse with him every day and so while all of a sudden were they hiding from him and, and
0: it says. Uh, Adam said, "I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself." Right. Well, he always
1: was. This was
0: <laughs> this wasn't the first time that Adam and Eve didn't have clothes on. Right. This wasn't the first time that God had been in the garden with Adam right, and Eve, and that they talked. Those were normal parts of their existence. Right. It wasn't that they were naked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that the voice of the Lord that the Lord's voice was speaking to them that made them afraid. the The thing that caused them to be afraid was their disobedience.
1: Right.
0: So we see then that as a result of sin or disobedience, fear. Came into the lives of humanity. Adam and Eve first experienced fear because of sin. Because they were because of the the offense or the sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just as naked before this day uh, when God called out to them as right. they had ever been. Uh, fear doesn't come from from God. It came as a result of their sin or their disobedience, uh, their interaction. With Satan. You know, sometimes people say, well, you know, the Bible tells us to fear the Lord. Right, right. But
1: there's a difference. We're not afraid of the Lord.
0: Right. It's to have, when the Bible says about fearing the Lord, what it's speaking about is a reverential type of awe-inspiring fear. We ought to have reverence for God. Uh, That's totally different than being in terror. You shouldn't be in terror of God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews to come boldly to the throne of grace. Right. So I don't go boldly places where I'm afraid to go. Right. Right. I mean, you never walk into. Uh, I wouldn't walk into somebody's house I didn't know and you know push the door open, go sit down at the table and start eating with them as if I belonged there if I didn't know them. I you know there would be some apprehension about doing right. that. The Bible says to come boldly to the throne of grace. So the fear that it talks about in Scripture with God is a reverential fear, uh, meaning having reverence for God. But this right. is something totally different. This is them being afraid because they knew that they had done wrong. So right. we can't uh, allow fear if it didn't come from God, if it came through disobedience.
1: Right. We don't want any part of it. Right. We
0: shouldn't allow it to gain entrance into our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh the Let's devil, look at Romans 8.15. Okay, yeah, yeah. The devil that. will have people afraid about just about everything, and that is not God's best for me. Right. And we're going to look now at Romans, he said Romans 8? 8.15. 8.15, mm-hmm. okay.
1: Mm-hmm. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship. By which we joyfully cry, "Abba, Father." And I also think, you know, the more you know the heart of the Father, you realize He's not waiting there, you know, to thump you every time you do something wrong. Um, he is a loving, welcoming Father. And the more you get to know Him, the more you realize that. And the right. more you realize that. All this other fear, worry, dread is not from him. He has no part of it. It's from Absolutely. the enemy.
0: Well, and that, that scripture that you just read says this. It says, you've not received the spirit of bondage. Bondage. Again, to fear. <laughs> fear is bondage. Right. It ties your hands in areas of our lives where they wouldn't otherwise be, be tied. The devil will have you afraid you're, you know that your kids are going to get sick or they're going to get hurt. Right. Right. Uh, he'll have you afraid that you're going to lose your job and afraid that your kids are going to turn out bad, afraid they're going to die. Right. There there are all kinds of things that he will bring. I mean, there's hundreds, literally, if you look them up online, of phobias. Right. There's uh, Crazy you know,
1: phobias. I've heard, you know,
0: <laughs> people are afraid of spiders. People are afraid of the dark. People are afraid. I heard uh, one guy one time, I, I read, it said that he was afraid of the air, which could That's a problem (laughs) that could pose a problem for you if you're afraid (laughs) of the air but it's it's not God's best that we are afraid and Satan knows that if he can get us into fear then he can control our lives the direction that we're going and so that's why we don't want to we don't want to allow it in our lives the origin of it came from the devil and it's got a specific purpose the devil wants to keep us in fear because he knows that it keeps us from receiving God's best.
1: Right. You know, he, he would like to keep you held up in your house, not wanting to leave. You know, keep your kids held up in the house, uh, not allow them to experience the, the blessings, the life that he has planned for them. And none of that is God's best. Right. And so it's important for us to see ourselves the way that he sees us.
0: Right. You know, Proverbs 23, 7 says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. If the devil can get us thinking a particular way which you know uh, I should say this as well if god can get us right. thinking a particular yeah. way uh, god will lead us into uh, the plan and the purpose he has for our lives if he can get us thinking in line with his thoughts about us right
1: and that, it's so important to renew your mind to what the word of god says about right. you so that you do recognize hey this thought that's coming right now that that isn't what the word of god says about me but if you don't know what the word of God says about you, then sometimes fear can sneak its way in and you don't even recognize it. You know, one thing that um, we have found that's important is to see ourselves and our children, the way that the Lord sees us so that we do recognize when fear is coming. And one way that I've done that is, um, you know, we look for different resources to help us. And mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite things um, by an author that we love, Ms. Karen Jensen Salisbury. It's called parenting with purpose. And what it does for me, and what it's always, I actually read it every day, and hey, we're empty nesters. We don't have children in the home anymore, but that doesn't mean that fear doesn't try to come and worry doesn't try to come. Right. And what this has done for me is helped me to see my kids the way that God sees them. And the way that He looks at them is through the eyes of faith.
0: Right. And you know, if certainly we care about our children, uh, but... God cares right. more for he our loves children them more than we
1: do. Somehow, than we do, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, the, but the the reason that the enemy would get us to get into fear is to start getting us to think wrong thoughts about our kids right. that they're not going to be okay. Or he uses the fact that we love our children against us to try to get us in fear that something bad or negative is going to happen to them. We see uh, that was. Uh, you know, a lot of times when people read the book of Job, I think we have the wrong idea about that. If you go back and rather than listen to somebody teach on Job, and you go back and you read the book of Job yourself, you find that, you know, sometimes people have the idea that because in the beginning we see the devil come before God and say, you know, have you, you know, God says, have you considered my servant Job? Uh, and he talked about how upright he was, and the devil said, well, if you'll, uh, If you'll touch him in his flesh, he'll curse you to your face, is what he says. And the people say, well, it's like the devil and God were working together. But that's not what you see there. That's not what God said. God said, behold, he's in your hand, which the word behold means look. Right. Right. Well, how did Job get into the hand of the devil? God didn't say, okay, I will touch him in his flesh. He said, look, he's in your hand. Uh, He basically it's saying he already is. Right, and the devil didn't even realize it. But the scripture says in Job 3.25, Job says this. He says, for the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me and that which I was afraid of has come to me fear opens the door for things to come on us and we know in that passage that uh, Job was constantly making sacrifice for his children saying it could be that my kids have sinned against God I'm afraid my kids have sinned against God and so he was making sacrifices but it wasn't sacrifice made in faith it was right. sacrifice made in fear, and that fear is why God said to the devil, look, he's in your hands, because uh, the reality is in this life, in this world, that fear will open all of us up for the devil to gain entrance into our lives.
1: Right, and I know you've, you've preached the sermon before and talked about the things, the percentage of things that people worry about. You know, most of them never happen. Right. <laughs> can't happen, and worrying about them only might make you feel, you know, have actual physical conditions because you're worried about it happening. I
0: think it, w- it may have been a, a Barnes statistic, but I it's so. 90% of things that people worry about never even happen. And then the same statistic uh, set relayed the information. It said, and that 10% of things that does happen, worry never fixed any of it. Right. So, ninety percent of what we're concerned about happening in our lives isn't even going to happen statistically. And that ten percent that does happen, worrying about it is not going to repair it. Right. It's going it to happen it worse. Right. It's going to happen anyway. It'll make it worse. We can do some things to change our thinking around it and make it better. Right. So the purpose of fear is to to come into our lives and gain access to our lives by the enemy so that he can operate in our lives. Uh, the Darby translation of that scripture I read in Job 3 says I have verse 25 says I have feared to fear and it has come on me that which I dreaded has come unto me. The Bible tells us in Hebrews uh, chapter 2 verses 14 and 15 it says this it says since then the children have partaken of flesh and blood he also himself likewise put, took part of the same and through death so that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver those who through fear were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus was uh, delivering us from the enemy in the sacrifice that he made because death and the fear of death brought us, all of our lives, into bondage. And Jesus gave us uh, freedom from that by coming. And so if he brought that to us, that freedom comes through Christ, then we ought to want to walk in it.
1: Right. And he has no part, that's another proof, he has no part in fear, bringing fear into our lives. He delivered us from fear. And I love how the Amplified reads in uh, verse 15, and that he might free all those who through the haunting Fear of death were held in slavery throughout their lives.
0: So if Jesus came to break that bondage of, our, of fear in right. our lives, then for you and I, for all of us, we should do everything that we can to resist fear with everything in right. us and believe God instead of being afraid. And so the the things that we're going to talk about I think we probably better quit here. I just looked at our time and we're getting we're getting towards the end. It's, it's easy to talk to you. We do it all the time. So uh, but the things that we're going to be talking about, what we've said to you already, recognize that where fear comes from, right. it's not from God, it's from the enemy. And if it comes from the enemy, I don't want it. I don't want it either. We don't want any part of it. I want to encourage you this week to uh, go back, read the scriptures that we talked about, mm-hmm. but make a decision that your, your upcoming days you're going to fear less, not more. We're going to allow God to change all of us and we're going to walk in faith and and not fear. Uh, Let's pray and we'll close out. Father, we thank you so much for giving us wisdom and understanding of your word. We thank you that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened, Lord, that we have revelation by the Holy Spirit. Father, we want to put a lock down on fear in our lives. I pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast. Lord, that you would help them to break free from the bondages of fear, that the enemy would be far removed from their lives. We thank you, Father God, that we are growing together. We're getting stronger. We're overcoming fear together. And Lord, your love and your faith prevail and take first place in our lives. We thank you and praise you, Lord, now for keeping your hand upon us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for watching. Uh, If you've missed any of our podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. If you go to our Facebook page, Betts Family Ministries, uh, you can find our link tree there. And so you can watch other videos that we have on YouTube, our podcast on Anchor. So uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.